What's going on, guys? Austin here, and in this video, we are going to be taking a look at Week 8's Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. We're going to get started where we always do with Thursday Night Football. Brady and the Bucks drop a game 27-22 to at home against the Ravens. Now, Brady this year is second in attempts per game. Should he seek to leave the Bucks at the end of the season? I believe that Tom Brady wanted to continue playing football this year. I think he tried to retire to save his marriage. Once he realized it was not savable, he came back to football because this is what he does. Now, unfortunately for him, I don't think he wanted to play football for the Bucks this year. I believe he wanted to be somewhere else like the Dolphins. Now, the game was the game, you know, it, I wouldn't say it got a little out of hand, but I mean, the Ravens pretty much had full control after, you know, the first half. And they tried establishing the run game early, uh, but they didn't go back to it. I think Brady's throwing the football too much. And I don't believe he's still a good quarterback, but what he is is accurate when he has time and when he has weapons. If a team is looking for a player that can, you know, be that Jimmy Garoppolo type role, you know, be that Jacoby Brissett type role, you know, I think he could absolutely step into a contender that has everything set up for him. Uh, I mean, you know, a crazy situation would be if he went to the Jets and, you know, just started actually driving down the field and winning games instead of turning the football over. Uh, should he seek to leave the Bucks? Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that with the slight lack of running game and the lack of interior offensive line, Brady needs everything perfect around him. And when he doesn't have that, he's done. Now, I don't think they're going to trade Brady at this trade deadline, and I don't think they should because they could still probably win the division, although I think the Saints are going to have it. But I think Brady's out of here, and I think he's playing for at least another year somewhere else. Now, the Broncos, they just barely get past the Jags in London. It was kind of a lucky win, uh, but they ended up winning by four. My question, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? Nobody's really asking this question because everyone tried to blame it on Urban Meyer last year, but now – uh, you know, Doug Peterson comes in and every everything on the offense is great around Trevor Lawrence overall, except him. The offensive line is one of the best in the league. The receiving core between Zay Jones, uh, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram, they've all been very good. Travis Etienne and, you know, James Robinson, when he was on the team, very good in the running game. You know, overall, we're looking at great, great pieces for the Jags. Uh, you know, the defense on the same thing. Defense has been fantastic for the Jags, and it just hasn't worked out. The reason I ask if he's a bust is because so many people have been dogging Zach Wilson, you know, for not being a good quarterback. But if you look at the records, you know, Trevor Lawrence is 5-20. and 20, Zach Wilson is 7-11. and 11. Uh, You know, Trevor Lawrence completes 60%. Zach Wilson completes 55. Trevor Lawrence is a 5.7 yards per attempt. Zach Wilson's 5.5. Trevor Lawrence has 22 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Zach Wilson has 12 touchdowns to 16 interceptions. Trevor Lawrence only gets sacked 1.8 times a game, whereas Zach Wilson gets sacked three times a game. So, you know, I mean, from every from every available metric, he looks like he's just as bad as Zach Wilson is, and they both have very good weapons around them. Is Trevor Lawrence a bust? I'm saying it is absolutely time to worry. I'm not going to guarantee it yet. Like, I wouldn't move off of him this offseason. But they might need to start thinking about a plan if he doesn't shape into form. The Lions, they scored five straight times against the Dolphins to start the game and then couldn't score again. 
going into half, they were up 27-17, and they end up losing the game 31-27. to Should Coach Campbell survive the season? Tua had 400, 400 total yards with three touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle went absolutely incandescent, uh, you know, combining for about 300 yards and two touchdowns with 20 catches. On the other side, the offense was just as good as what we thought it was going to be. Jared Goff had 300 yards, a touchdown. Uh, you know, Jamal Williams had his, you know, 50 yards, two touchdowns. DeAndre Swift came back and he felt healthy. They just, you know, kept him on a snap count. So that was good. And TJ Hawkinson, you know, three receptions, 80 yards. He looks like, uh, you know, he might be on the trade block, uh, you know, today. We'll see what happens. But for some reason, yesterday, the Detroit Lions fired their defensive backs coach, Aubrey Pleasant, which to me, if there was anybody on the defensive coaching staff that would have survived, it would have been the DB coach. I think this is just a move to save the defensive coordinator, whose name escapes me right now, but he's awful at his job. Uh, overall, should Campbell survive the season? I'm going to say it's time to worry. If they continue losing games this way, the answer is absolutely not. I just don't believe they're going to continue losing games uh, in, you know, in this type of fashion. Now, the Vikings beat the Cardinals 34 to 26. This one's less of a demanding question, but did we kind of forget that DeAndre Hopkins might be the best receiver in the league? Like in his two games, he's got like he's got like 260 yards and, you know, a touchdown, 12 receptions in one game, 10 receptions in the, in the first. Like last year, he was kind of banged up towards the end of the season. And this year he started the season suspended. Obviously, it's not exactly sustainable, you know, 140 yards a game or whatever it is. But what receivers are definitively better than DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going to say zero. Like there are guys that I think are up there like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill. Like there are a bunch of guys that are there. Nobody's definitively better than him. So I'm going to say it's time to worry. I don't think anybody's ever said that DeAndre Hopkins is absolutely the best, but he's got the best hands. He runs some clean routes. He's got, you know, decent jump ball ability. He's physical and he's got that dog in him. You know, he's, he's, he's a 50, 50 monster waiting to happen. The saints, they, they shut out and they shut down the Raiders. They destroyed them 24, nothing are the saints back on track. You kind of have to have ever been on the track to be back on track. And I guess they started the season one and zero. But are they back on track? Uh, mostly defensively, they had four sacks, an interception, and you know, obviously they shut out the Raiders. Shutouts don't really happen very often. Derek Carr had 101 passing yards. Josh Jacobs had 43 rushing yards. Overall, you know, your two best you know per sources of offensive production. If you get held under 150 yards, that's an awful performance or a great defensive performance. I think the Saints might be boosting up Alvin Kamara's ability because they might be trading him today. We'll see what ends up happening. But overall, I think the Saints are absolutely in the race, and I believe that they will make the playoffs this year on the strength of their defense and their offensive versatility. So, yes, it is time to worry because the Saints are getting back on track. That should not be in there. Now, the 49ers, they – forget those – the Patriots, they they kind of creep by the Jets, 27-17. to 17. Uh, The Jets, are they a quarterback away? 
they have they have running backs, they have tight ends, they have wide receivers, they've got a defense. Uh, but Zach Wilson, anytime he has to throw more than 17 times a game, is guaranteed to throw an interception. Uh, now, I mean, part of this is going to be the Bill Belichick magic that he makes, and some of it's going to be, you know, the other side of the football where, you know, Zach Wilson is not a great quarterback. Now, I don't, I don't think there's a great offensive coach on this on this staff that is really going to be able to tap into him. But I mean, with the with the time of time to throw in the pocket and the weapons that he has overall, you have to be showing better efforts than what we've seen so far. The Jets are absolutely a quarterback away. If they had Geno Smith on this roster, you know, they would they would for sure be one of the best teams in the AFC, which is weird to say. In a crazy way, if this team made a trade for Aaron Rodgers, I think they could end up being in the AFC Championship by the end of the year. Now, the Bills, they beat the Packers 27-17. to 17. My question is, did the Packers show anything with their fourth consecutive loss? Uh, you know, the Packers are now, I believe, 3-5, and five, which is not a great look through nine weeks, through eight weeks, but... What I want, what I do want to show is Rodgers didn't have a terrible performance against the league's best defense, and Josh Allen didn't have a great showing against what you know the Packers have been having, which is an uh, just completely underperforming defense. I believe the Packers kind of found out what they're supposed to do, and that's feed Aaron Jones because it works. Romeo Dobbs is stepping up to you know be that number one receiver, especially with Allen Lazard out. I think Dobbs should be the number one receiving option anyway. Both defenses had two sacks. The Packers had two interceptions. The Bills had one interception. They were very balanced. Both teams had 20 first downs, 21 for the Packers. They both averaged about the same amount of yards per play, 6.8 versus 6.3. The Packers were better on third and fourth down. They were six for 14, while the Bills were two and seven, two out of seven. Now, the Packers have the number one passing defense in the NFL, and they allow 216 passing yards. Not a great performance by the Bills. Now, the Bills, on the other hand, have the best run defense in the NFL, and they allowed 208 total rushing yards, which is, a not again, not a great performance by the Bills. So did the Packers show anything in their fourth straight loss? I'm going to say it's time to worry. I think the Packers are getting back on track, and I think they have an incredibly high ceiling as soon as they start clicking. And then in Monday Night Football, the Browns, they cruise past the Bengals with a 35-13 to 13 victory. That's not 35. It should be 32-13, to 13, but that's not the point. With Watson coming back in Week 13, did the Browns, that are now 3-5, and five, did they save their season? Jacob Brissett, he's been having okay games. The defense has been letting up a lot of points. But they shut down the Bengals like they've been doing in the past. Amari Cooper had his 130 yards and a touchdown, and for some reason he threw an interception. The defense had five sacks and a pick. In their next three games, which are their three games without Watson, they have a bye and they have three games. They have at Miami, at Buffalo, and home against Tampa Bay. Now, the at Miami and at Buffalo, those ones are going to be tough to win. The at Miami game is going to be an absolute track meet. Bet the over. At Buffalo, that defense might be able to do enough to crush Jacoby Brissett's spirit. But home against Tampa Bay, they might be able to win that game. Four and seven, it's not a terrible outlook considering how bleak the middle of the AFC has looked. Teams like the Jets, 
that are way overachieving, you know, are it's going to kind of bring a damper on the Browns season. But with the head-to-head win over the Bengals, if they have that uh, that tied record at the end of the year, you know, they might be able to make the playoffs. We'll see. But Deshaun Watson is going to come back week 13 against the Texans. And so I'm not going to say it's a big deal, but I'm going to say it's not a big deal yet. And that right there is overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Be sure to like and subscribe and stay up to date on all of our future content.